This is the Gore and Mole Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Wes Payne. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Gordmore Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is... Your Dark Lord and Savior, Chad Chrisman. What up, bitches? And... Wes Not Craven Payne. Yo. Today is January 9th, 2019, and we got two movies to do for you today. Two movies, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1 and Part 2. It is a first-time viewing for Wes, and it is a uh, favorite of uh, me and Chad's here. But let's uh, get on with the weekly review. Chad, what did you do this week? This week, I uh, went on a couple job interviews. Hopefully, have some good prospects coming up. Uh, that's really about it. What about what about the rest of you guys? Wes? Um, I did nothing. I just went back to work, and uh, you know, we've had off for a couple days. So I not a couple days, but I I worked the uh, two four four day week work weeks back to back. So I'm back in this five day grind again. So is what it is. Back to the grind. I feel you. Uh, I picked up some horror stuff. I have uh, some new Friday the 13th masks. I have a 2009 remake, a Never Hike Alone, a autographed Kane Hodder Part 8, and Savini, Jason, uh, autographed Kane Hodder. Also have a poster, which is autographed by him for Part 8 and Jason X. A couple other things here and there, a bunch of Scream Factory Blu-rays, but... Stay tuned to our YouTube channel before we get to see those guys. So, yeah. That is awesome. I did I did receive, though, for Christmas, I forgot to say, uh, my girlfriend had got me a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, the Dream Warriors uh, NECA figure. So that was pretty cool. So nice. other than that, that's the, the only horror, thing really, the horror related thing I got. That's the only thing horror-related thing you got? Yeah, all Christmas, that was it. I got my son a... You know, part three mask, but that was it. <laughs> part three J- of uh, Jason mask, but that was it. Oh, excellent. Uh, you get any horror pickups, Chad? No, I don't believe I did this year. I got some graphic novels and uh, SNES classic that I already modded out. <laughs> I started a uh, shadow box. It's uh, part one and part two of Silent Night, Deadly Night action figures. You know, Ricky and uh, Billy. Yeah, they looks pretty dope. I'm going to have that hung up in the background with our uh, backdrop for our YouTube channel. It's going to be dope as hell. But anyway, let's move on to our uh, our movies. So, Wes, what, what movies are we doing first? We're doing Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2. Okay. Um, so, we've yeah. got part 1. Also, let's just give a shout-out to 13X Studios, Rick over there. Uh, he's got a lot of conventions up. Look him up on a Facebook, uh, 13X Studios. Yeah, based out of Florida, goes to conventions the whole way up the East Coast. Uh, big friend of ours, big fan of our show. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's a 1984 slasher film directed by Charles Seller Jr. Is that right, Chad? Yes, Charles Seller Jr. Produced by Ira Barmack, Scott Schneed, Dennis Whitehead. Starring Lillian... Pronounce that for me, Chad. <laughs> Chad, talking to the microphone. I can barely hear you. Lillian Chauvin. Okay. Gilmer McCormick, Tony Nero, and Robert Wilson. Runtime of 79 minutes and 85 minutes for the uncut version. That's the only short one. Yeah. Budget of $750,000. Oh, 
only made about 2.5 before getting pilled, pulled from uh, theaters due to angry Christian mothers. <laughs> oh, my God. Produced four sequels in a remake and an actually outgrossed Nightmare on Elm Street in its week of release. Wow. And it actually wow. opened in uh, 235 less theaters than Nightmare on Elm Street did. Wow. <laughs> impressive. So uh, let's get the trailer going here. Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. production that's a terrible trailer for that movie i'm gonna be honest <laughs> it barely shows uh any of the actual killing yeah i i, I don't get it yeah it's like all the lead up stuff. i don't know usually the trailers are pretty good for horror movies that wasn't one that really connected with the movie i like so. the tagline though dude that's fucking dope <laughs> you yeah. survived halloween now try surviving Christmas. Yeah, that is a, that is good. I'll give him that one. <laughs> it's awesome marketing. So, uh, you guys want to start off with the old plot rundown? Sure. Uh, Chad? All right. Start us off. All right, the plot rundown. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Opening title starts with a creepy kid's song in the credits roll. We see an old station wagon driving along. It's Christmas Eve, 1971. A couple and their young son... Who's reading the nightmare before Christmas? The night, sorry, was <laughs> the night before Christmas in the back seat. Sorry, it's my kids are obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. That's all I could think about. The car is playing a bizarre Christmas song. The wife is holding a baby in the front seat. That's how old the movie is. You can still hold a baby in the front seat. Uh, <laughs> the boy Billy asks his mom what time it is. Apparently, they're heading to see his grandpa. He wants to stay up late to see Santa. His mom tells him it's naughty to stay up, and Santa doesn't bring gifts to naughty children. Naughty! (laughs) You hear that word a lot during this movie. Punish. His mom says Santa has something special for him tonight. Ooh. Yeah. So they pull up to a place. The sign says Utah Mental Facility. Grandpa's in the rec room. He seems catatonic. He's just fucking standing there. Well, sitting there, just staring. The parents, Jimmy and Ellie, try to talk to him. The baby's name is Ricky. Billy is confused by his catatonic grandpa. Why is grandpa just sitting there? <laughs> the doctor has his records to, renew, to review in his office, so Jimmy and Ellie follow him 
taking Ricky, fucking leaving Billy, just sitting there next to his fucking catatonic grandpa. Sure, this guy can watch him. Can't watch himself. Grandpa was only faking and starts talking to Billy in a creepy manner. Should I play the clip? Yes, please Should do. I play the clip? Yes, that was creepy okay. as hell. Hold on, folks. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I thought he was going to rape the kid. <laughs> I really did. I, as soon as he started talking, I'm like, whoa. Santa Claus only brings presents to them that's been good all year. To the ones that ain't done nothing naughty. Doggy. Naughty. <laughs> all the other ones. All the naughty ones. All the naughty ones. Punish. Punish. <laughs> You've been good all year. <laughs> I like how the kid flat out admits no. <laughs> I would have. I would have lied. I would have peed my pants. Yeah. You better run for your life. <laughs> Be alive? <laughs> just like, what the fuck? I like how. Why would the parents leave that kid there with that guy in that state? I'm not 100 percent sure. They take the baby and leave the five year old <laughs> with the catatonic grandfather. With a catatonic grandpa, yeah. That's, Can't take care that's of good parenting. I mean, they are the epitome of awesome. So, they, All right, well, who do we got next? Or am I still reading? Oh, go ahead and finish. Well, I don't even know. I Listen, to be honest with you, I don't even have the script in front of me here. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be reading. Okay. <laughs> you gotta bring up the show notes. <laughs> I, yeah, I never got the show notes. We I'm sent like, them okay. to you! No, we didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> no, shared with West Payne. Son of a bitch. It says shared with West Payne. It says shared with West Payne. You got the Wait, notes. Wait, where? It says it on the fucking thing. You gotta go to the Google. Go to the docs. Go to the yeah. docs. Docs. Uh, Shared with me. Uh, what do you see docs on here? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. A voice channels text. I don't see no docs. What the fuck? No, you gotta go to your apps and go to your Google Docs app. Oh, hold on here. You gotta, you gotta bear with me. I'm, I'm not computer savvy. Let's take a break, guys. You ever have a technical issue? Oh my! Wait, you gotta go to your. Wait, wait. Hold on. So he tells Billy he my... should be scared. Christmas is a scary time. He says Santa only brings presents to good kids and punishes the naughty ones. He asks Billy if he can be good, and he better run for his life if he sees Santa. Jimmy, Ellie, and Ricky all come back, and Grandpa goes catatonic again. Billy tells him he'll be good from now on. I'll be good, Grandpa. I'll be good. So, are we ready? We're ready. Okay. Uh, hold on. I don't have my shit up here. Hold on. I don't know where the hell it is here. I'm trying to look on my computer. Uh, <laughs> Your Google Docs. Shit, man. 
Good thing we got this awesome Christmas music. Listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all fucked up here. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the shit show, <laughs> featuring Wes Payne and Jad Chrisman. Today's episode of the shit show brought to you by Wes's ignorance. I, honestly, I, I have Google Earth. That's a, I don't see Google Earth. <laughs> it's just called Docs. It's just called Docs. D O C. Yeah, I don't even think I have that. Wait. How have you been reading the notes before then? I don't know. Hold on. Let me. I'm, I have notes. It's called Google Docs. Google Docs. All right. I mean, I mail. Hmm. Outlook. Oh my God! I didn't realize you didn't have the notes. Wes, what the fuck? I, I, I yeah. Look, dude, I don't have Google Docs. I'm serious. I don't know how I got them before. Sucker. Didn't you send them to me? Hold on. Through something else? Didn't you send it through the well, send it through my send it through the phone. Send it through the uh, Send it through the phone! <laughs> Make the thing light up! <laughs> Tell me where I am. Send this oh, oh, send you, it to the phone. <laughs> oh you're killing me. This is great. Hold on here. What what is this? Oh here. Yeah, you sent it to me through this. Wait, okay. All right, I got it now here. All right, where are we now? Where do we leave off? Fuck if I know. <laughs> uh, driving Wait, home, Billy Wait, who wrote this summary? Me. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, uh, mine's like literally two sentences. Here. Uh, driving here. home, Billy asks his mom. Okay, here on. Now it's December 74. Uh, decapitated reindeer. No, no. Oh, you're, you're, oh you're, you're way too far ahead. You're way too far ahead to jump in right Now that, it's December? Is that where we're at? No, driving home. Driving, driving home. Exposing her tits, I see. Driving. Okay, here we go. Ready, I'm ready. I'm set. Driving home, Billy asks his mom if she was ever. No Ever that should naughty. be naughty. <laughs> ever not. It's a, and if Santa, her, Santa ever punished her, Billy tells his mom, Grandpa said Santa is going to him. His parents tell him Grandpa is a crazy old fool. Grandpa's just Billy a crazy old fool, Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy tells, she's, her, her, tells his mom she's naughty as Santa will. It's not nice we, to make fun of old people. <laughs> <laughs> we now see, see Santa walk into a convenience store. He pulls a gun out and robs the store. The cashier pulls out his gun, but Santa shoots him three times and drives off. Billy's family comes upon a broken down car. It's the Santa that robs the store. Billy sees him and is scared. They stop to see if he needs help. Santa pulls out his gun and they slam their car into reverse. <laughs> And it fires off. I didn't understand this part of the movie. We won't discuss it. The goofy is like, you know, way to like run from somebody. Santa fires off two shots. They hit the windshield and the car backs into a ditch. Billy gets out and hides as Santa approaches. Santa opens the door, the driver's door, and Jimmy, Jimmy's dad falls out dead. Santa then pulls Ellie out. He attacks her, ripping open her shirt and exposing her tits. <laughs> he slaps him. He slaps her even harder. He pulls out a knife and slits her throat. Billy sees all this from a dead she's hiding in. 
Santa yells out to Billy, but doesn't find him. All I gotta time, get you, boy! Screaming. <laughs> now it's December 1974. A sign outside a building says St. Mary's Home for Orphan Children. A nun asks to see Billy's drawing. He puts it up on a chalkboard in a girl's street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part. Nun then Mother Superior, where we see... <laughs> where he... We'd see he drew Santa with multiple stab wounds and decapitated radiator. Yet nowadays this kid would be put into a mental hospital. He apologized to Mother Superior and she sends him to his room. The nun, Sister Margaret, tells her she was has the proof she was looking for that the violence he witnessed is still inside him. Mother Superior isn't interested. Sister Margaret is trying to warn her, thinking Billy is getting worse. Chad? Sister Margaret goes to Billy's room. <laughs> well, Chad, uh, go ahead. Uh, Sister Margaret goes to Billy's room, asks him to help the kids build a snowman. He reluctantly agrees and gets dressed and leaves into the hallway. He hears a noise and follows it. He finds two older teenagers having sex in a room. He watches through a keyhole, because he's a little creeper, and we see that girl's tits. Then Mother Superior storms in and cock blocks. <laughs> uh, she starts hitting the teens with the belt. The old cock block. <laughs> I had I had to use that. I mean, honestly, if I was that dude, I'd be getting off from her hitting me with the belt. I don't know about you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't. They didn't show that. You never know. She like, just busts in and you just continue like, fucking pulling. And you're just like, oh, extra innings. Oh. <laughs> Are there Mother Superior harder? <laughs> <laughs> so so she goes outside and approaches Billy. We see Ricky, now a young boy, asking Billy what's wrong. Another boy tells Ricky his brother's a nutcase. Ricky tells Your him to take it back. a nutcase. No, he's not. <laughs> Wait, you see what happens to Ricky. Holy shit. Mother Superior asks Billy what he saw and also asks if he knew what it was. He says no. She tells him they were doing something very naughty. And when you do something naughty, you always get caught and punished. <laughs> she says he left his room, which is also very naughty. She takes him to his room and spanks him with a belt. Later that night, Billy has nightmares flashing back to his parents' murders. He runs out to the hallway and is caught by Mother Superior. She then ties him to his bed. <laughs> Mother Superior, holy crap! She fucking takes this. She it, she is a dominatrix. Damn. Uh, Christmas. It was a little harsh. Yeah. Christmas morning, Sister Margaret Justifiable. Brings, brings Billy down to get his present. Mother Superior thinks Billy won't be any trouble now. Sister Margaret says he always improves after Christmas. They make Billy sit on Santa's lap, but Billy decks sit. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Sorry about the typos. He decks Santa in the face and runs off to hide in his room, muttering. Dude, that, that kid slugged the shit out of Santa. He, he gave him a bloody punch. nose. It, it looked like a, all you get from fucking Ken from Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> you see that shit? <laughs> He did. He hit him with a nice left hook, too. Oh, nice. It was crazy. I was like, wow, that kid can punch. Oh, shit. Uh, TJ, take it away. Where are we? Uh, spring 1984. <laughs> now, spring 1984. Ten years later, Sister Margaret is asking Mr. Sims to give Billy a job in his toy store. Sims tells her his only job is hauling crates in a stock room. It's not a job for a boy. This seems very gay when he does this. Yes, it does. Uh, it, I thought so, too. To and the way he's, like, standing there, the guy looks him over, like, oh, yeah, you can work here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sims was, like, drooling, I swear to God. Yeah, it's like he Billy. saw, like, the size of him, and just, he was about to come. Who is <laughs> <laughs> now a tall, strapping young man. Sims right, decides yeah. to give him the job. <laughs> 
<laughs> we get this gay ass fucking montage of Billy working in the store. <laughs> so we do see some awesome toys like the job of that playset. Mr. Sims unrolls a huge Christmas banner, which upsets Billy. Great cheesy 80s songs playing during this is great. His coworker Andy starts yelling at him, says he has an attitude problem lately. Billy just wants left alone. He says Santa's in the store and has a flashback again. <laughs> He's startled and falls into a dis- toy display. A girl named Pamela helps him up. Wes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm distracted by this song. This is great. <laughs> we're, we see Billy and Pamela having sex. We see Billy and Pamela having sex, and we briefly see her tits. <laughs> Santa appears oh, out of nowhere and stabs Billy. We Remember see, whenever, whenever we, we see, see them it. having sex before, we see the other people having sex. The dude like rubs his thumb over the girl's nipple ever so slightly. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. <laughs> That's true. So I should have put that on there. <laughs> oh, continue. We, Bill, uh, we see it's just a nightmare. It's now Christmas Eve, and the toy store Santa has apparently broken his ankle ice skating the night before. <laughs> Mister Sim needs a replacement and gets an idea. He goes to the stockroom and check on Billy and says he needs his help. Billy says anything he needs, he'll be glad to help. Some Sims makes Billy his new Santa. That was a smart idea. <laughs> he tells him to be jolly and not to scare the little bastards. Billy, as Santa, has a little girl sitting in his lap. She's kicking, she's kicking and fussing. He tells her she's naughty and he'll punish her. That shuts her up. <laughs> Sister Margaret calls the stockroom to check on Billy and is shocked to hear they made him... Be Santa. That that yeah, whole that whole scene. That, that whole scene with the little girl and is squirming in his lap and he's talking to her. That was really really creepy. And not only that, the parents are standing by like all happy. Their <laughs> they're, daughter looks they're like, oh, he's a really good Santa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Closing time. Sims says it's time to get shit faced. Christmas party time. Pamela it's tells Sam it's time to, get to join the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He yelled, yeah. He said he exactly like that. that. <laughs> That's a hell of a toy store owner. So. <laughs> <laughs> he tells him to drink up. Billy watches Pamela sneak off with asshole Andy, who looks to me like uh, uh, what, uh, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> he watches them make out and when they're you know I noticed that too when they're making out the girl's like a two feet taller he looks like an like a midget uh-huh. he watches them make out Sims asks what he's doing he says he's thinking about his parents and they're dead Sims jokes around telling him he knows what Santa does on Christmas Eve <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> and he better get started Annie and Pam go into the stock room <laughs> he says he has a present for her he's been wanting to give for her a long time Billy glares at the door Sims and Miss Randall <coughs> sing a creepy song called Santa's Watching as Billy creeps back to the stockroom <laughs> I'm dying what the hell he walks He walks in to see Andy Andy rip open Pam's, Pam's sweater Showing her tits again And she slaps him <laughs> Very rapey scene by the way Oh yeah, It was a rape scene It, it gets there yes. Andy gets on top of her And tries to rape her Billy flashes back to his parents And snaps He yells He yells Naughty And attacks Andy Strangling him with a string of Christmas lights And lifting him up One handed 
Yeah, with the strength of Ronnie Coleman. I couldn't believe it. I, I, no, your arm would... Did you ever try to lift up a dumbbell with a 50... Like, Lie away, baby! Lie away, baby! Your arm would come right out. Bam calls him crazy and hits him. He tells her punishment is necessary and guts her with a box cutter. Very strange weapon. Sims... Sims heard a Tell commotion Tell that to Al-Qaeda. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> he drunkenly stumbles in. Billy sneaks up and bludgeons him with a hammer. Miss Randall yells out for Sims, and Billy turns the lights out. She goes back to look for him and finds him dead. Clawed, clawed end of the hammer sticking from his skull. She screams and runs out of the front door, which is locked. We see... <laughs> We see Billy grab a fire axe. She, she runs to the phone and picks it up. Billy slams the axe into the desk. She runs and hides. He chases her, chases after her, quoting, The night before Christmas. He turns a corner and swings his axe, hitting a display. Miss Randall pops out behind Billy, knocking a stack of toys on top of him. She grabs his axe and heads to the locked doors. Billy yells to her and raises a bow and arrow. <laughs> That part was great. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> what? He fires it, nailing her in the back, and we see the arrow sticking out of her chest. He unlocks the door and leaves. We see the aftermath of the carnage as Sister Margaret arrives. We now see a group of carolers in the house behind them. A couple are getting in, get it on on a pool table. He opens <laughs> her shirt, and we see her titties. <laughs> this girl is A+. Plus right oh, here. yeah. Uh, she's in something else, isn't she? She's in a lot of things. Uh, okay. Linnea, her name's Linnea Quigley. Okay. Um, she's big, big B-movie actress. She's been in like a, over 150 movies. Um, Tits on all of them? Or? Oh, absolutely. X? Uh, her, the way to be. Probably her two biggest outside of this are Night of the Demons Okay. and uh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, I love both of those movies. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a young girl calls out to her and wants her to stay up to see Santa. The older girl, Denise... Tells her to go to back to bed because she's totally getting cock-blocked again. <laughs> she starts to go downstairs to them. Denise tells her if she goes back to them, Santa won't come. Her boyfriend says he ain't the one. Isn't, wasn't he in a movie also? Uh, that'll have to look up. Okay. They get back to action. She won't stop the cat once back in. She hears the bells on his collar. She opens the front door and the cat finally comes in. Just as Billy shows up and saying, Harness! <laughs> he chops down the door and chases Denise to the living room. Throwing his axe and barely missing her. She tries to run. He grabs her and she struggles. He picks her up and impales her on a mounted deer head. Fucking excellent scene, by the way. <laughs> if you get the uncut version, it's even more fucking yep. atrocious. He goes up. Uh, uh, wait, where the fuck am I? Oh, Seth, he keeps saying punish repeatedly. Her boyfriend is, is downstairs playing pool. Doesn't hear any of the fucking punish <laughs> screaming going on upstairs. <laughs> He goes up to see the broken front door and looks for Denise. He finds her impaled body and screams as Billy grabs him. This fight's pretty fucking cool. He grabs a fire poker and hits Billy, knocking him over a recliner. Then hits him in the face with the poker. He gets to the phone and dials the operator. Billy grabs him and throws him, ripping out the phone. Again, saying punish. He strangles him with the phone cord and they struggle. Billy throws him out the window and we see him on the ground with a big ass piece of glass in his abdomen. <laughs> the little girl sees Billy and asks if, her present, if he bought her a present. He asks if she's been good or naughty. She says he's been good and he gives her a box cutter stain with blood. <laughs> let, her, let her go, Chad. Uh, so the cops are driving around looking for Santa. They see a Santa breaking into a second story window and they go into the house. Uh, they find Santa and draw their guns, but it's the man's own house and he was trying to surprise his daughter. 
Next, we see Billy running down a road and hiding from a passing cop car. <clears throat> Excuse me. Two teenage boys decide to go sledding. The one boy is afraid because he sees something and he feels like they're being watched. Two other boys jump out. They start bullying the first two and steal their sleds. <laughs> so the first bully sleds down the hill and waits for his buddy. The second bully sleds down, and just as Billy jumps out and yells, Naughty! He swings his axe and decapitates Bonish. him. <laughs> this was one of the coolest scenes. His headless body still sleds down the hill, makes it down to the bottom, and his head rolls down right after him. And the first douche screams as Billy stands there holding his bloody axe. But they never show what happens to that guy. Which was weird. It's now Christmas morning. Sister Margaret is sleeping on a bench in the police station. The captain wakes her and she asks if there's any news. He tells her there's been three more murders. She says Billy's not stupid. There's a kind of logic to it if you understand what he's gone through. The captain thinks he can predict his next move. Ooh. Yeah. So we see now the orphanage where Billy grew up. And the kids are opening gifts. Mother Superior, in all of her dominatrix-ishness, oh. tells them to write thank you cards for Santa. Which is, a, that's a really weird thing to make kids do. The little girl is playing with her doll on the phone and she leaves it off the hook. The captain's trying to call so it only rings through busy. So he and Sister Margaret decide to head there. He sends out word through dispatch for all cars to head to the orphanage and shoot to kill if necessary. All the kids run outside to play. Santa arrives as a cop pulls up. He orders Santa to stop, but he doesn't respond and gets shot in front of the kids. It's definitely not Billy. When the captain and the sister hear the description of the Santa, she says it's Father O'Brien, and he didn't respond because he's deaf. Wes, take it away. Mother Superior doesn't understand what's going on. She tells the cop no harm must come to the kids. He tells her to keep the kids locked inside and not to open the door unless she knows who it is. She asks Ricky to bring her harmonica so they can <laughs> sing carols. The cop is patrolling outside waiting for Billy. He sees his shed door hanging open and goes to investigate. He goes down a set of stairs into an old boiler room. I thought Freddie was going to jump out for a second. <laughs> he, yeah! he, leaves, he leaves and Billy hits him in the chest with his, with his axe just as the cop reaches the top of the stairs. The kids are all singing carols. carols. Billy beheads a snowman with his... That <laughs> part was great. <laughs> Billy beheads a snowman with his, his blood-dripping axe. He gets to the front door and waves to, to a little boy named Andrew who gets up to let him in. The kids are excited to see Santa. Mother Superior makes the kids get behind her and says there is no Santa. Billy calls her naughty and swings his axe back, but is shot in the back by the captain. Billy lays in Sister Margaret's arms and tells the kids they are safe now. Santa is gone and he dies. Ricky stands above the axe, glaring at, at Mother Superior and calls her naughty and, and the credits roll. Uh, you missed a part whenever it pans over to Ricky. He, what is it now? It pans over to Ricky, and R Ricky looks at the camera and goes, naughty. Yeah, it's right there. It says Ricky stands above the Yeah, we just read X. it. Oh. Oh, bud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already thinking Ricky about Ricky stands two. above the axe, glaring at Mother Superior, and calls her, naughty. Okay, Chad. Roll. Questions and notes. Okay, let's get to the, let's start with the notes, and then we'll go to the questions. Uh, the notes that I have written down here. Uh, it was released the same day as Nightmare on Elm Street and 235 fewer theaters. When we covered that, it said it actually made uh, more money than Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. This was one of the most controversial films of the 80s. Because of the killer Santa angle. Because of the killer Santa angle. That's why the PTA fought to have it removed. Fuck uh, the PTA! 
<laughs> all the yeah. ads were pulled. Yeah. All the ads were pulled just six days after its release. It wasn't even out on an entire week before all the ads. This were pulled. could have been as big as like uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, absolutely! If it wasn't for the damn PTA, we fuckers, could, right? They always get in the way. And it was re-released in 1985 by an independent distributor. It was what we say, TriStar before that. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually condemned by Cisco and Ebert. They, on their show, publicly shamed the crew on air and called them each out by name. Fuck them. Yeah. How unprofessional is that? I never liked those two fucks anyways. Yeah. And now they're dead. So. Score one for score one for Billy. Punish. Punished. They were punished. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, all of the ads were immediately pulled off the networks because of the trailer showing Santa Claus carrying an axe. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, the PTA protested this because of the killer axe, the Santa Claus, the killer Santa Claus angle. But in 1972, there was a Tales from the Crypt movie that featured basically the same thing. Yep. And in 1980, there was also a movie called Christmas Evil, which also did the same thing, and nobody yes. protested either of those. That movie's fucking shit, by the way. Is it? Yeah, we'll have to watch it next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely doing Black that. Christmas next time. Uh, it was remade in 2012, and the uh, it had a complete opposite reaction. People were more open to the idea of a killer Santa Claus, so just because it shows you how far society that has come. That movie is nowhere as good as this. I had no desire to see it. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a remake, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's just called Silent Night. It's pretty trash. He's a flamethrower. He pulls a cropsy. He pulls a cropsy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Was Glazer back in that one? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking three. <laughs> I think he uh, promoted himself to three pumps instead of two. Oh man, we gotta get. We, we, <laughs> every movie needs a Glazer. Yes. Yeah. What's your name? Glazer. Uh, Wes, <laughs> any questions or notes you had? We gotta get the, we gotta get those shirts made with his face on it. <laughs> yes, I would rock a Glazer shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the name's Glazer. <laughs> uh, so uh, is that all for Silent Night Deadly Night? Uh, yeah. Do you have any any notes to add, Wes? Uh, just I I thought the uh, what I liked about the movie itself was uh, I don't have any. What, are we talking about just notes to it? Just what did you think or of it? What we, like, thought, what we thought about it. What would you? What, what would we rate this, guys? What would you think? Uh, could we agree on a, uh, a solid three? I would say a three. I was going to say a three out of five. Yeah. I would go so far as to say three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. I, I really liked it. So majority rules. I definitely liked it better than the burning. That's for sure. You liked it better than the burning. I thought we gave the burning a three and a half. I thought we gave it like a two. I, I think it was three. Three, yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. Was it really? Yeah. Nah, well, I liked it better than the burning. I don't know if you guys... I, I really like the burning. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really like that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, nice. I like this one, too. Uh, here's another thing I just found out. The uh, the director, Charles Sellier, <laughs> yeah. uh, produced another one, of my, uh, another one of my favorite scary movies called The Boogans. The Boogans? The Boogans. The Boogans? Any it's, relation it's, to Mr. Boogity? No. It, it, it's it's a little hard to find. This is actually Stephen King is a huge fan of the Boogans. Is is one of the few fil films that actually scared him even. Oh shit! Yeah, uh -huh. it, it's it's really creepy. It's one of those slow burn kind of movies. Oh. Okay, so uh, let's get to our discussion points then. Uh, what yes. was everybody's favorite kill? Uh, deer antler. Deer antler. Uh, I'm gonna go the same thing. Deer antler was pretty badass. 
Yeah, that was pretty badass. I, I actually like the decapitation, the, the the sled ride and decapitation. Okay. And that I think. Yeah, that's, but couldn't you couldn't you kind of see that coming? Like I kind of seen like I knew that was like I just had a feeling that was going to happen. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like it looked so predictable. It was a cool kill, but it was kind of predictable to me. <laughs> Like, I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, guarantee his body goes down either headless or he's, he's got something in him, like he axes in his head or something. Uh-huh. Like, I knew that his body was going to, he was going to come down the hill dead. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Still, it, it was my favorite. It was cool, though. Yes. Okay. So, uh, best scene. The best scene of the whole movie. What stood out, mm. guys? Me, personally, I liked when he... He said punish and threw the guy out the window. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and then the best and then if you look closely, right after that, I thought was I, I I lost it when I was watching it. He's he's leaving the door right after he throws the guy out the window. He's leaving the door and he goes out through the broken door that he, he you know obviously went into. He he uh, he um, steps through it and then uppercuts a, a piece of wood just randomly sitting there as he walks out. Did you see that part? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I was he's walking the door. He just randomly uppercuts a, a broken shard of like, wood. It was hilarious. Hey. But that was my favorite part. Uh, I don't know what mine is. Uh, I think Chad. Uh, my favorite was the part where he was uh, stalking the woman through the toy store, saying, "Quoting, "Twas the night before Christmas." Okay. It was just really, really demented to me. You don't think Yeah, that evil. was creepy. I like the Toy Story Massacre. I like Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, next. Okay, did the opening scene hook you in? Kinda. Kinda. You know, I, I thought that Santa was actually... Uh, maybe, like, a little scarier than him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, ori- the original guy who set those uh, thoughts in his head was, yeah, I, I liked the opening scene. It got me. I, mean, I was uh, interested in the movie after watching. I would say definitely yes. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely agree with you that that Santa was scarier than Billy. Because uh, yes. he, was, he, was, he was... I almost wish they would have brought him back into the movie somehow later on. You yeah. Know? yeah. They never showed what happened to him. Wow. No. That's what no I mean. Like, that was... Had they brought him back some way and showed him, like, maybe he was caught... And this is his real name, and maybe Billy went back to kill him in jail or something. Like something, like something could have been done with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he was definitely he was just evil and rapey and. Ooh. Yeah, he he was. We screwed up. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the, the opening scene hooked us all in, more or less. Now here's our favorite part: best tits. Uh, that's easy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, Antler Girl. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You know what's funny about her is she had, I was, uh, you know, she's got some really nice tits, but I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's the haircut, but I might put a bag over her head. Oh my. Ooh, harsh. I think she was a, I think she was a, I think she was a baggy, you know? <laughs> what do you think? You think she was good looking? Yeah. She had yeah. that, like, 1982 haircut. I, she, I don't know. She wasn't bad. In, in the other movies she's been in, she looks, like, really hot. Like, uh, well, I'll tell you who you know who's the hottest girl in there. It was was his girlfriend. Oh no, no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the second movie. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on to the second one already. The second one, he the definitely that girl girl is definitely the hottest one. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, is that all for part one? No, I still got a lot more yet here. Uh, I still got. The, uh, did the score set the mood? Yes. Yeah. Very good job. Not as good as our score for this episode, but. <laughs> 
I like the fake, creepy, made-up Christmas songs through the whole movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they all just had, like, this really dark undertone. Um, okay, uh, favorite character? Bill. Yeah, Bill. Mother No, just joking. Billy. Yeah, yeah, you really you really felt bad for him. He's they, That kid went through some serious shit. Um, was it scary? No. I think it had parts of it that were... I, for the, I mean, not now it's for the not, time but that I, fucking I think thing must if I was watching it back then, I would have been a little scared. Yeah. yeah. Dead now, scary then. Okay, so that leads up to my next question. Does it hold up today? No. Probably not. No. I think as controversial as it was now, back then... Forever a cult classic. Yeah, it's a cult classic, but I don't think it holds up too extremely well. It's a fun movie to watch, but... Yes. It's, yeah, not, I actually did like enjoy watching. I, I really did. Yeah, yeah it's I, not I, something you're going to yeah, be... I would watch it again. Yeah, it's not something you're going to sleep with the lights on, though. Ooh. <laughs> was the acting good or bad? Decent. Not the best. I can't wait to I ask agree. that for part two. <laughs> uh, part two is just, yeah. No, yeah, the acting was decent. I would say that that it's not bad and it's not good, you know? Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of middle of the ground. Was, uh... TJ, this is your favorite. Did you like the cinematography? Kinda. This would be my first movie where I where I'm not the hundred percent on this, but uh, I didn't like the lighting. What is that sound? What? I don't know. It's like some Simpsons sounds like some Japanese anime playing. What <laughs> <laughs> is that shit? I, I did I did read this TJ, and the problem the problems you might have with the cinematography is because the director didn't like directing all the uh, death scenes, so he had somebody else do that part for him. Oh. So that's why it's kind of uneven there. Okay. okay. Wait, what happened? He didn't like directing the, the death, death scenes? Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't comfortable directing the, the death scenes, so he had uh, somebody else do it. Why the hell would you make a movie like that, then? Money. Probably just wanted a paycheck. Yeah. Jesus. That, that's... That's pretty pitiful. I mean, that guy's man card should have revoked. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, final question, guys. Did you like the premise? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great premise. It was premise. definitely different than your common, you know, slasher film or something like that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's something i got to look up here. Hold on a second. got to find out who that was that played Mr. Mr. Sims, because I've seen him in other shit. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a little break. Okay, I got him pulled up here. He's... Well, he's done, like, a lot of bit parts and different things. Be sure to check out dobackdiscussion.net uh, for all your uh, nerdom needs. And uh, check out Dubac Discussion uh, podcast, uh, the Hall of Heroes podcast, and the Bantha Bubble podcast. What's all available now on dobackdiscussion.net oh, iTunes. Yeah, this guy's done like a lot of bit parts. He's got—he's one of those character actors you see him and you recognize him. It's like, oh, I see him there, and there, and there. Okay, so uh, I think that's it for uh, for uh, the first one. Okay, guys, uh, this is where we move on to the second film, which is. Oh, I'll just put a break in here. What's up, guys? And we are back with Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two is. A 1987 black comedy slasher film directed, edited, and written by Lee Hart, Lee Harry, <laughs> and co-written by Joseph Earl E. Lee Harry. 
Produced by Lawrence Applebaum. <laughs> Starring Eric Friedman, <laughs> Elizabeth... Kaitan. Kaitan, James Newman, and Gene Miller. Runtime of about 88 minutes. It's budget of $100,000. Don't worry, guys. Box office take of 154. It was very limited. Uh, and it's the origin of the Garbage Day meme and legacy. <laughs> Do I play it now? Yes. I play it now? Yes, you have okay. to. <laughs> random things in our <laughs> That and his evil maniacal laugh. Guys, got to love it. Classic, classic. Yeah, that's a classic movie. All right. So, sure. uh, we do the trailer now. Yeah, do the trailer. Wes, you're moving a lot. Sorry, I had to position myself again. The nightmare began with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Need a ride, Santa Claus? Well, no, not exactly. Down, down. But it isn't over yet. Fact, the ultimate nightmare is about to begin all over again. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. Hey, you little bastard! All Ricky ever wanted was a little kindness. <laughs> what the? Fuck? Why was there so much nipple? <laughs> and all he ever got was pain. Are they gonna show any footage? Oh, there it is. <laughs> no, he wants to 
this time. Carpet day. <laughs> step by step. Weapon by weapon. Daily Night Part 2. We'll do a little plot rundown here as this isn't long. The sequel picks up on Christmas Eve, some years after the first one, Ricky Caldwell, Billy Chapman's brother. Oh. Being held in a mental hospital, awaiting trial for a series of murders he committed while being interviewed by a psychiatrist, Dr. Bloom. Ricky tells the story of the murders his brother Billy committed through a series of several flashbacks. Literally half of the fucking movie... And use the footage from the original film. That's what happens when you only have $100,000 to work with. After this yeah, is it was done, a disappointment. Yes. After this is done, Ricky tells his own story. After Billy's death, he was adopted and given a good upbringing, but his trauma was never treated. After his foster father's death, Ricky seems to lose composure and commits a series of random murders. Targeting people who are naughty. <laughs> Punish. Punish. A chance for a happy and normal life seems to materialize when he starts dating Jennifer Statson. There you go. Yeah. However, an unpleasant encounter with Jennifer's ex-boyfriend, Chip, sends Ricky over the edge. He kills Chip by electrocuting him with jumper cables attached to a red car (laughs) in front of Jennifer. He then uses the antenna of the car to strangle Jennifer to death. An officer sees this, and as Ricky goes to get arrested, he grabs the officer's gun and shoots the officer in the head. (laughs) And then goes on a shooting spree through a suburban neighborhood before being captured by the police. Cutting back to present day, Ricky kills Dr. Bloom and escapes from the mental hospital, murdering a Salvation Army Santa before stealing the man's costume. Ricky's plan is to kill the now slightly aged and disfigured wheelchair-using Mother Superior, whom Ricky blames for Billy's death. After a chase through her house, he succeeds by decapitating Mother Superior with a vertical swing. Right? What the fuck, Wes? What the fuck? Stop it. I don't, I, I don't know what happened. Go ahead. I can barely hear you now. The microphone's all fucked up. Hold on. That's better. Leave it. Okay. The, the cops arrive and gun Ricky down. Sister Mary wakes up and sees Mother Superior's decapitated head and screams. Ricky, who was shot down, opens his eyes and smiles evilly, indicating that he survived. Chad, what the fuck do you think of this shit show? <laughs> I gotta say, considering we only got half a movie, wow, what a movie it was. <laughs> Eric Freeman gives us some of the best acting ever. And by acting, I mean he went to the William Shatner School of Overacting. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. Nobody knew who he was after or before this movie. He spent seven days on set, recorded what he needed to do, and got out. 
completely forgot about it. Then there's websites and stuff that are like committed to finding this guy. And he finds out years later, 2013, 2014. And then uh, Scream Factory has him in for an interview and stuff. So if you got the Silent Night, uh, the Night Part 2 uh, Blu-ray, what I just got, uh, it has a bunch of interviews and stuff with him on it talking about the movie. It's really interesting. Anything you have to write? Yeah, he, you know, he just, I just think that, that I'm surprised, I'm not surprised he didn't have an acting career after this. Let's just put that, put it like that. I wrote down a few notes about the movie while I was watching it. I thought it was interesting that they had Ricky adopted by Jewish people so that uh, he didn't have to experience Christmas anymore. I didn't catch on to that. You didn't notice? No. <laughs> he even said they they obviously didn't celebrate they don't Christmas. Christmas yeah. Said, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, that he was he seemed to be traumatized by nuns and anything red. And he's yeah, like, he, did, co- he turned into a bull. I thought he was like you know I mean I thought that was a little much. <laughs> anything red was a little. You know the guy. I like how the the mobster pulls out a handkerchief and he literally turns into a bull. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the when he's talking to the psychiatrist. And he looks at the psychiatrist and it's red car. Good observation. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, the death by the umbrella and then it rains. Oh yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> it was just just kind of weird. Um, Jennifer in the movie, who was played by uh, Friday the Thirteenth alum Elizabeth Kaitan. She played Robin in Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. That would be Blood. the uber hot girl that you. Yes, yeah, the uber hot girl. And she's an equally hot redhead in that movie. Ooh. And yes, you get to see her naked in part set in Friday the Thirteenth. Hmm. Didn't know that. <laughs> Didn't know that. I'm sitting here watching it. I'm like, I know that girl. I've seen her before, and I had to IMDb it while I'm sitting there watching the movie. I'm like, that's who she is. Yeah, she was pretty hot. I yeah. was upset that he strangled her. <laughs> It, on the Friday the 13th uh, DVD re-releases they had a few years ago, um, she th- they did like a catching up with the cast, and she still looks damn good. Wow. Uh, That's an interviewer. I thought, <laughs> I thought Chip was a total 80s stereotype. Complete with the, uh, the, the, the cardigan sweater and everything. Yes. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that scene, though, in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, that part was ridiculous. Yeah, you know that is so ridiculous. He kills a guy, everyone in the theater, and he kills the guy in the middle of the theater, <laughs> and nobody notices. Like nobody she, looks, saw she looks back and sees the guy's leg like flopping up in the air and doesn't think twice about it. I, I, I like what he's like, faggot, <laughs> and he just kind of ignores it. He tries to ignore. It. He's like, and she's like, well, we know that's not true, <laughs> <laughs> and he just like looks forward like nothing, like it's no big deal. This guy's line delivery was just oh, priceless. Perfect. Perfection. <laughs> the director gave him uh, just like little to no direction with the character, so he pretty much did what he wanted, and he just said, give me over the top. Oh, and, oh, he gave us over the top, you know? Well, I wanted, I, get, I didn't understand one thing. Why? What was with the Mother Superior's face? I don't fucking uh, know. I, 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 I have questions about that, too. Yeah, I, first of all, it wasn't even the same actress, was no, it? No, it wasn't. Uh, why didn't they bring back? Is there any reason why they didn't bring back the other actors? Not that we know. I have no idea. They probably didn't even try. I, I didn't get that too. She, her, her face literally like she uh, was uh, dipped into the acid that ba- uh, Joker fell into in Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, like what was it? <laughs> Did she have leprosy or something? Leprosy. Yeah, that's what I thought. She had, right. She looked. She looked like Two Two Face from fucking Batman or <laughs> something did. like that. You know. 
It made no sense. I wanted to, as I was looking at it, I wanted to pop one of her zits on her face or whatever. <laughs> oh, I would not. You couldn't pay me enough to touch that face. But it was, I don't know. It was bad. Uh, did you guys know? The- There's no explanation on what happened. Or like, I no. get she's in a wheelchair. She's older. That makes sense. But why was her? Why did she have half a face? I don't understand. Well, she was in a wheelchair at the end of the first one too. That's right. You're right. But she didn't have a mangled face. What's the mangled face from? Leprosy. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. Like leprosy, leprosy yeah, herpes, right. whatever. Herpes, herpes simplex. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice the address on her house? No. What is it? Six six six. I did notice that. I did. I thought that was crazy. a little, hell of an address for a nun. <laughs> I got a kick out. Hell of an address, pun intended. The uh, uh, the old the old TV smashes with a Samsung. Ooh, uh, just you weird, know what? In the, in these both of these movies, they show a lot of like nostalgia eighty stuff. Did you notice that? Like, yeah. yeah. I saw the guy with the walk by in the second one with the Raiders shirt on. It said, "Real men wear black." Yeah, <laughs> <Just that. laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, he walked by with the Oakland Raiders shirt on. Real men wear black. You know? <laughs> and then you see all the Jabba Hutt stuff from the first one. They really and I saw I saw a Castle Grayskull on the shelf for sale. It was kind of neat how they did that, and they weren't afraid to show like you know. Yeah, they, it wasn't had, like, they had great product placement in that movie. That's what I mean. Yes. Uh anything else you guys want to comment? Uh, I got I put up a couple trivia things here from uh, the IMDb. Okay. <laughs> Ricky's eyebrows move up and down 130 times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? It's just some weird observation they made here. Um, uh, what else do they have here? Uh, it received unanimously poor reviews because of the excessive use of footage from the first one. Okay. But over the years it became a cult classic. Mainly because of the over-the-top performances and poor screenplay. For sure. It was filmed in 10 days. Oh, 10 days. That's not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah, I thought it was well, the, the rest of the whole thing was filmed in 10 days. He probably was on set for less than, yes, for like half that. Seven days, I think he said. Yeah, I think so. Um, what else do we have here? The love scene between Ricky and Jennifer was cut down dramatically. Oh, man. Hey, like I said, we get to see her in the new blood, so we're good. That is true. I mean, but it's it's a, it is a shame that uh, you didn't get to see her there because she she was actually really good looking. So Wes is content. For I'm not smitten. Seeing her I'm smitten with her. I'm <laughs> totally smitten. I like the movie that they went to see was Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right? <laughs> oh, what yeah, movie is this? Oh, I, it's I, about I didn't understand Santa. that. I was like, what is what they're watching? This doesn't make any sense. What if the movie predicted trolling and memes? What if that was a meme and a troll? Okay. What if they were trolling themselves? Uh, they, they, they definitely created their own memes with Garbage Day. I love it. It's perfect. I wonder best. whose idea that was. If that was just on the whim he said that or the director told him to say that. It's oh, fucking great. I can see the director saying, you know what? Just have fun with it. Do whatever. I don't even care. He's like... Yeah, and then it was probably for, it was probably one take too. He, he said, yeah. it, and the director's like, "I love it. Let's keep it." <laughs> I, I get the feeling that this entire movie was done in one take. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> wrap it up. We're good. It, you know, and and it's a shame because it could have been really. Good. They could have came up with something better if they just would have saved for the you know had more money towards it and. You know, you could have easily made a better movie than than what they did. It was it's kind of it was kind of a shame from the first one. You what, know? The, what the original intent of the movie was, the, uh, the 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 distributor whatever told them, basically just re-edit the first movie, try to make it look like a sequel. Oh, okay. So they actually they actually did more than they were supposed to. Wow, that's oh, Jesus. 
I just thought you were. It, it don't like you said. It, it just seems like you're watching the first movie over. Like after I watched them back to back, so I felt like I was watching the same movie again. It was kind of uh, annoying. Honestly, you know? Yeah. I mean, other than the parts where he was, in, you know, showed where it was his own story, but yeah. up until that part, <laughs> the, the the movie was kind of annoying. Yeah. So. Chad, your questions. Okay, let me get back to my little questions. Okay. (laughs) Okay, favorite kill and best scene, I guarantee, are going to be the same. Garbage day. Garbage day. Garbage day. Garbage day, yes. (laughs) That was just absolutely epic. Although, although I will give the umbrella another nod when he did the umbrella. Yeah, the umbrella. The guts on that are real, by the way. They're from a slaughterhouse. What is it you said? Those are real guts and stuff uh, from a slaughterhouse oh, really? in the back. Yeah. You know what I didn't get about the umbrella scene when when you're la- when he's when they show the umbrella with all the blood on it. Yeah. And the rain comes down. The blood doesn't wash off the umbrella. <laughs> and did you notice? <laughs> did you when, notice that? I did. I did. And I also noticed when he killed the guy with the umbrella and the umbrella opened. The umbrella was like all torn and tattered. And then it shows it laying on the ground. And it's like a perfect umbrella again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Did the opening scene hook you in? No. 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 Absolutely not. No. I didn't like how they. I also didn't like how they didn't show him kill the doctor. He's just laying there dead, and you're supposed to assume he killed yes. him. Yeah. I thought that was very like corny. You know, like they could have shown how he at least killed them it would have been you know funny or did something with that it was just it looked like it was made for tv at that point agreed yeah it did, it did feel like it was a made for tv movie right. if you, you lose the f-bombs yeah it could have been abc monday night movie <laughs> right <laughs> okay uh best tits or hottest girl since no, jennifer yeah right i agree yeah that goes to that uh not even not even a doubt did the score set was there even a score not Did really. the score set the mood? Kind of. There was a score, but it was shit. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was... Oh, sorry. Hit my mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say no. The score was absolute garbage. Yeah, I'm going to agree. It was It was pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Favorite character? Ricky Caldwell. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, look, that's the shame about this movie. Like, the guy, even though he played, like, a real... Like, he was real corny and stuff. Like, I mean, it was entertaining when he was... <laughs> You know, oh, for sure. we have, going off and acting crazy. We have got to try and get in touch with Eric Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> we've ha- we've got to talk to this guy. <laughs> What's it going to take for you to? I say wonder if he talks guy? like that in real life. No, his voice is pretty calm. We got we got to do an interview, but he has to do it in character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do an interview with you, but how you long have you been doing this? Podcast! <laughs> Podcast! Eric Freeman! <laughs> okay, so was it scary? Gore and more! Gore and more! Oh my god, we could get him to do an intro and we could just keep that on there instead of the, instead of the music. I'm Eric Freeman and you're listening to Gore and more! <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> so was it scary? No. No, no. I, I, no, absolutely not. No, it was cheesy. It was. Funny. It was more of a com- It was more of like a com- cheesy comedy. Yeah. <laughs> TJ's kind of scared, staring off into space here. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> was it scary? No. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday Night, Night too. Are you fucking scared? What, what'd you guys think of the part where I was talking to Chad earlier about this in the break? What did you guys think of the? Or what did you think, TJ, of the part where? 
he shoots the car, yells bingo, and the car flips over. <laughs> Literally, he he makes almost no attempt to, to dodge out of the way. The car flipping over <laughs> onto him. Did you see that? He like literally does a sidestep, and the car misses him inches away. He's just a fucking badass, dude. He's a G. Okay. Oh, that was he did this like I don't know. It's just it's like uh, the scene. It's like a uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Three. Whenever after Jason shoots the fucking he, he walks off he like a boss. Off. He's got a fucking it was like one of the most unathletic moves I've ever seen. I was like, what the what is this? Cue the Snoop Dogg music. And put the sunglasses on. It's time to fucking act like this. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, does it hold up today? No, no, uh, no. O- only no is like a meme. Yeah, this this would be a great movie to get drunk and watch. Yes. You'd have to be drunk yeah. to, yeah, I agree, or high as a kite. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> was the acting good or bad? Fucking okay. Amazing. Was it bad or exceptionally bad? <laughs> I think it was. See, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we don't know though. He's the given, direct- given the direction that he was told, and listening to his uh, interviews and stuff, I believe that maybe he's a genius. I think the guy himself did a good job. It wasn't his fault the movie was the way it was. As far as him playing that character, I thought he did a good job for that character. He seemed pretty sucked There is a me. scene where he's talking to her normal, and I don't like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he talks normal, I don't, I don't want to deal with him. That's, what, that's why when we have the interview, listen, we'll have to tell him that. Listen, we don't want the interview. Just we'll like start setting up guy. pictures of red cars. <laughs> 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 it starts smashing on the other side, gunshots. And you're just like, it's Tuesday. What what day's Tuesday? And you're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, did you like the cinematography? What cinematography? Yeah. yeah really. I, I don't. Yeah, there was nothing there. Does yeah. not apply. <laughs> and did you like the premise? Yes. Y- yeah. It gave us a sequel. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it, like I said, it could have been it, it could have been done well, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, it could have been, be you know, me, I, any one of us could have come up with a better storyline than that. But, but I, think I'm, gonna, I, I think I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Yes. <laughs> this is <a> fucking amazing. <laughs> That's like an MST3K <laughs> movie right there. I mean, I like I like that the stuff about like his parts. But I think that, like I said, it's too much rehashing and. That they could have done a lot less. And now you have a movie to base all other shitty movies after. <laughs> like, it, like it's never gonna top this. I think I finally understand all the love people have for Troll Two. <laughs> Troll Two, I have Troll One and Two. I haven't seen them in a long time. Me neither. Okay, well, is that, is that it, Chad? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, Wes, that's it. That's yeah. I think that's all I got for, especially for that movie. Yeah, definitely. Okay, guys. Well, uh, then that's it for this episode of Gore and More. Uh, we got a themed, appropriate song for you guys at the end. And uh, thank you for listening. And be sure to be come back in another two weeks for another episode. Actually, are we going to decide? Oh, wait, what we're don't, do for, right now? don't forget to uh, the next week's uh, two weeks. Uh, what, did you tell them what we're going to be doing? Yeah, what are we doing? We're going to be doing popcorn. Love it. Buy a bag. Love Go it. Go home and box. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, I can't wait for that episode, guys. It's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I'll probably have to rate the rundown for that. So that should be interesting for you guys, and I'm sure you'll love my rundown of it. Uh, awesome. Yes, but we'll be back in two weeks. Give us some time, and we'll have another awesome fucking episode. And hell, we might even have popcorn here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be eating popcorn as we're talking. Yes, it'll be interesting. 
But thank you for joining us on our Silent Night, Deadly Night episode of the Gormore Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, signing off. Chad Chrisman signing off. Wes, not craving pain. See ya. Oh, what's going on? I lost it. Killer show, guys.